0: This is Tim from safetydoc.com. Good to have you here welcome to the inspiration for your safety culture podcast which is simulcast as a blog on safetydoc.com join us at safetydoc.com for 30 years of research stories videos books and blogs all to get your safety culture fix now let's get to it all I know about safety I learned from my kids It's just my bad luck to have a dad that's a safety geek, my son exclaimed. I don't do vert, where the kids fly up in the air and try to land back on the ramp. I do ground boarding, like when I make the board jump and flip and then try to land on it. And I always wear my helmet. My son was right. He did always wear his helmet when he's skateboarding. He had been wearing a helmet snow skiing since he was three. This is when when many of the kids at the skate park didn't wear protective gear. The issue between my oldest son and his safety consultant, Dad, had to do with wearing elbow and knee pads. His grandmother lovingly got him these pads from Goodwill, but he stopped wearing them because they were too small and they looked stupid. So I brought him brand new ones from the coolest skate store in our county, and I thought, problem solved. So you can imagine how I felt when I drove up the driveway and saw him doing his boarding with no pads. Thus, we had one of those early adolescent talks between fathers and sons where the son is purely rational and the dad gets his way because he's bigger. So, son, I am your father. I have seen you with the scrapes and bruises. You'll be able to avoid those and more serious injuries if you wear the pads. So why are you not wearing them? Father my son said, with some impatience, as if he was missing the obvious. They're uncomfortable and sweaty, and they make me less safe. Less safe, I said with astonishment. Let me cite some safety statistics and blah, 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 blah. But, but you've seen the trips I do, where I use my legs and my arms to flip the board. Those leg pads keep me from bending my knee well enough, and then they get in the way. When that happens... I'm more likely to get hit by the board, fall, and get hurt. Well, dang it. In my psychologist's mind, I knew he was right. Consider the concept of basic response cost and benefits ratio. Simply stated, the personal cost my son experienced for complying with my request to wear the pads, at least from his perspective, was A, discomfort, B, inhibited performance, C, an inconvenience to put on, and D, He looked silly with the bulging knees and elbows that was not in fashion with the preteens. In contrast, what was the benefit for wearing the pads? A, father's approval. What do you think? The cost benefit shows the greater cost for the safe behaviors. When the costs outweigh the benefits, the safety-related behavior does not happen. Principle one, safety-related behaviors often less convenient Less comfortable and provides less dexterity than the more risky alternative. But what could possibly be more important than Dad's approval? After a little investigation of his skateboarding world, I found out. Skateboarding magazines contain the ultra cool boarding professionals photographed in impossible aerial poses, all with rock star hair, the hottest gear, and, well, no pads. Heck, rarely helmets. I saw these same pros showing up on popular shows such as MTV's *Jackass*, careening down handrails to thrash rock music, then slamming their body on pavement as others laughed into the microphone. Surely this wasn't influencing my son. But then I took him to the new county park skate park, built by a responsible, community-minded group trying to find safe alternative activities for teens. I saw other kids had the tricks, the styles, and even the laughter of the pros, all with the absence of pads and helmets. Principle number two, we are influenced by others, especially if they're considered cool. Consider those cool employees who everybody goes to for advice, or the employees whose production numbers are praised by supervisors. You know, their approach to safety is modeled by others, too. What message do they communicate about safety? And what behaviors are they doing to promote safety? Are they consistent with your safety goals? So I did what any dad would do. With all the male bravado I could muster, I declared a threat. You will wear your pads when skateboarding, or you will never skateboard again. And he complied, or so I thought. The next day, I drove up the driveway to my son skateboarding with his pads on. I went to my son and said, son, I am proud of you for you are wearing your elbow pads and knee pads. And he said, thank you, father. But that was an illusion. That was squashed when his younger brother tattled that he had just spent the afternoon boarding without his pads. When he saw my car, he ran to his pads, shoved them on and then acted like he had them on the whole time. Dang it. Principle three. Threats and discipline are only effective when the disciplinarian is present. Ask any supervisor or safety manager and you'll hear countless stories of employees scurrying to correct their safety behaviors when they see the supervisor walking up. I even talked to some employee groups who said they had secret whistles and tapping codes to let each other know that trouble is coming. I mean, who of us hasn't been driving when oncoming traffic flashed their headlights to indicate a police trooper is ahead when taking speed gun readings? My threat didn't work, so I upped the ante. I proceeded to contact the county parks director and county commissioners, announcing myself as a safety professional and detailing what I had seen at the skate park, how unsafe behaviors were being modeled and how there were no policies or signs requiring helmet or pad use in the skate park. And I was not the only one. Soon thereafter, the county commissioners passed a law that all patrons of the skate park must wear helmets and pads. They put up a sign with the new statute. How do you think that worked? That's right. Nothing changed. Hey, this is Tim, breaking into this podcast to tell you about my book, Dysfunctional Practices That Kill Your Safety Culture. A manager finds himself on top of a stepladder. A woman removes a guard to her machine. A worker is not wearing her safety glasses in the plant. A rustabout uses the wrong size clamp instead of retrieving the right tool. A supervisor teaches a new worker to take a shortcut. A mechanic climbs on top of the active machine to find the oil leak. Why do these folks do these things? Is it because they're stupid? Well, find out. Read or listen to the first chapter on safetydoc.com. Dysfunctional practices available now on Amazon and lulu.com. And now, back to our podcast. Principle number four. Policies and signs only direct behavior. They do not motivate safe behavior. They can't without any consequences. See principle three to review what happens to a consequence without oversight. It's the only solution is to have a consequent provider watching at all times. That's what happened. The county hired a security guard to enforce the new safety policy. And this is what he wrote. Some people are misguided on the issue of protective gear. I have nothing against helmets because I banged my head a few times and I've known people that have been seriously injured because they weren't wearing one. So I have nothing against helmets, but I disagree with skateboarding pads because they affect your looks and most importantly, performance. Mainly skateboarding pads are used for a style of skating called vert, half mini pipe and ramps. But it has been proven, (laughs) I wonder where that happened, it has been proven that pads can decrease your performance and lead to further injury, and other more technical, non-ramp styles of skateboarding that most of the skaters at the skate park perform. Myself and the majority of skateboarders I know are refusing to come to the skate park because of these new requirements. Yet, our town is spending $40,000 for a security guard to enforce the rules. We would be better to use that money to expand the park, which would allow skaters to have, be more spread out, decreasing the chance of injury. Ha, smart kid, right? I believe this action by the county was not economic, but rather a decision based on the stereotype that skaters are a bunch of hooligans and require a safety guard. I guess we could translate that workers are a bunch of hooligans and require safety rules and safety managers. My son continues, I know the skate park will lose the majority of its frequent skaters who will look to the streets once again as they place to skate, defeating the original purpose of the gift of our local skate park. He was right. The park closed for lack of attendance that same year. I was right. He fell on the ground boarding. He broke his elbow, and it kept him on the DL for the rest of the baseball season. You know, I tried to give him wisdom, and he pushed back. Then, I tried to model the right behavior, but his models were cooler than me. And then I tried discipline and he pushed back on that as well, only being safe when I was around. So I took the issue to higher authorities and he resisted even more. We should have worked together. I guess we were both wrong, but I got a second chance. Life is good like that. My son had matured to the ripe age of 16 And for the state of North Carolina, they've determined that he could operate a car on his own. I wasn't going to mess this one up. It's interesting that the scary preteen, by the time they turn 16, is now ready for so much responsibility. Nope, I wasn't going to blow this one using policies and discipline. I had to find a better way. So, during my ride-alongs with him, I started catching myself only saying things when he did something wrong. Son, you didn't come to a complete stop back at that intersection, and you couldn't tell if there were cars coming around the corner. Did you check your mirrors before changing lanes? I didn't see it. I realized I was only trying to correct him, and that was more likely resulting in him getting more tense, making more mistakes. So I tried something different. First, I had to calm myself down, so I started enjoying the view out of the side window instead of constantly looking for the hazards on the drive and the problems that he was having. And I'll tell you, that was a good break. Then, I started only pointing out what he did safe. Hey son, nice stop back there. It gave you time to check the roads both ways. I liked the way you hugged the inside lane when you went around the blind corner. So if someone flew around that corner in your lane, we would have been okay. Yeah, we live in the mountains. The truth is, after I started doing this, I noticed that my son was doing a ton of his driving in a safe manner. Probably better than his old man. Principle five. Reinforcement is what increases behavior. Point out the good and it will increase. I had started reinforcing them for the safe behaviors. And guess What? He started driving much safer. He started coming to complete stop, using his turn signals, checking his mirrors. So I went nuts with this reinforcement thing. I told anyone when he was around, my son, he's just the best driver in the county. And when it even got to the point when he started remarking on my own driving. When you praise a safe behavior, you strengthen it. You build upon it and you make it more likely to happen. The term reinforcement, rebar, reinforcing bar. What does that mean? When you put reinforcing bar in a building, you strengthen it. You build upon it. What do you want to do with your safe behaviors? You want to strengthen them. How do you strengthen them? You reinforce it. You want more safe behaviors when you're not around? Then reinforce it. Help them build upon their safe behaviors by noting when they are doing them. The more you do it, the more behavioral momentum you build in. And the at-risk behaviors extinguish in the favor of the safe behaviors. So, happy parenting! This podcast is a production of SafetyDoc.com and is copyrighted by Timothy Ludwig, Ph.D. All rights reserved. For those small doses of inspiration, visit safetydoc.com. If you would like Dr. Ludwig to speak at your corporate or society safety function, simply use the contact link on safetydoc.com. Thanks for listening.